This is TechHeads episode 75. Today we're kicking off our late spring spectacular. Technology and Higher Education Podcast for the week of June 14th, 2010. Coming to you from the CU Online Studios at the University of Colorado Denver. I'm Brian Yonke, and with me is Anna Tai. Hey, Brian. How's it going? Not too bad. What's happening? Oh, and, you know, just getting into the uh, cup fever. Cup fever? What yes. cup fever? Is it the cup I'm drinking my water out of? Your empty cup? No, it's it's just hit like Denver or like... The whole world, I guess. Yeah. The World Cup soccer. Yeah, U.S. has kind of caught on to this whole... I know, it's incredible. ...sport of the world thing. Yeah. So, you know, I've been just, you know, watching a couple of matches. Yeah, the World Cup started late last week. Yep. I think it was Friday, to be exact, with... um, Which was actually kind of an exciting... uh, Exciting game because it was uh, Mexico played the host team, yeah, South, South Africa, Africa. Yep. and that was that was really exciting because uh, we have a lot of people. We have a big Mexican population here in Denver, mm-hmm. so uh, soccer has become really popular, you know. And they're kind of like I think the second team I'm rooting for. They're oh, like really? my, they're, <laughs> they're like my second team because. Well, I'm just excited that Australia even made it to the World Cup. I think you know the last decade or so they've really only made maybe three or four, oh, right, like, right. World Cup appearances. So, I mean, for them to just be there, I think it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. So, no. may, may the best team win, right? May the best team win. That's what it's all about, the sportsmanship. Exactly. Of, uh, I don't even know where I'm going. And it's, it's a great way, obviously, for us, like, spectators, to, to yeah. learn about some of these countries that are participating in the World Cup. Learn about the countries and learn about the sport, because, you know, exactly. most of us here know soccer's the ball where you can't touch with your hands and you got to <laughs> kick it around. The other football we yeah, call it here. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's exciting. You know, I've, I've had some friends in the last 10, 15 years that have been big soccer fans, mm-hmm. so I've always kind of kept an eye on it. Right. But it, it's definitely interesting these this time around because everyone's keeping their eye on oh, it. Oh, I know. You know, you go to local, cl- local pubs and stuff, yeah. and they're just packed with people watching. that was watching the U.S. game the other day. Mm-hmm. It's, all, it's on TV. ESPN has got major oh, coverage of this. So, so it's, it's oh, pretty great. exciting. It's, like it's pretty much streaming live online, so you can... Yeah basically lock yourself in your office and, and watch it, right? Some of us can do that. Others, others <laughs> no. of us have work to do. Just record it on your uh, DVR, right? Speaking of working, that's actually where we've been for the oh, last couple weeks. crazy. Yeah, it's been really busy. A symposium symposium ended, and then two weeks later we had the summer web camp. Exactly. And that's what we've been doing in the weeks beforehand, was just kind of preparing for that. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that don't know what Suburb Web Camp is, it's something we should do here at the University of Colorado at Denver. It's a week-long camp where we invite faculty to join us for a week and learn learn about the tools of teaching online. Uh, maybe they're getting a course ready for the fall semester, so they got a whole week dedicated to working on this. Uh, we also have faculty that come in that haven't, um, well, have been teaching online for a while, but they want to have just spend some time and concentrate on improving their class, mm-hmm. meeting with other faculty, sharing mm-hmm. ideas, uh, learning learning new tools, new exactly. tips, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's really uh, 
what we spent doing last week. In fact, last week was just a crazy week with all that kind of stuff. Other events were going on, so our brains were all exactly. over the place. But the big thing was this webcam. Right. And mm-hmm. this year, ultimately, mostly it was pretty good feedback. Mm-hmm. And we enjoy doing it. Uh, faculty enjoy attending it. And a lot of them also get paid to come to this, which yeah. is another bonus. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just another way to encourage them to come out and actually make the field of online learning much better. So this was the, the fifth like summer web camp that fifth we summer have web camp, hosted. Yes. And for you, is this your fifth one? Or, or this yeah, one's for me, it was, yeah, it was number yeah. three. Yeah, so. I've been here for all five now that I think about it. That's amazing. And uh, Brian designed some really cool swag shirts that we all wore. Yeah, we get to, we get to have fun. You know what? I, if I would have thought about it, I would have given the picture to Ben to put oh, in here to switch yeah. over. Because uh, they take yeah, a picture, right. they, uh, they take a picture every year of the whole group together. It's like the last day. Oh, I put that up on the website. Yeah, I there you go. Put the Everyone's got their shirts on, but yeah, we kind of have a little. Everyone gets a T-shirt at the end of each each summer web camp, yeah. and uh, David likes to wear a different one every day to show off all the different yeah. T-shirts. So no, it's great. It was, a, it was a great group. You know, they were very focused. They they knew what they needed to do in, in five days. They had most of the content up and ready. Um, it was great, you know, on our part because we just showed them, you know, basically what we support to faculty each day. We gave them tips and tricks on, you know, how to create your syllabus, how to make, um, create online tests, um, exams, uh, talk about academic um, dishonesty, how to kind of prevent that. So, you know, we gave them a lot of kind of critical information to help them yeah. prepare for their course. And help them to think about what they want to do. Exactly. Want to do. And, and, and you mentioned before, it's one, we also kind of opens a door for them to realize that we're here to help them. Mm-hmm. And we're here pretty much seven days a week where you can come in, give us a call, email us, and we'll talk to you and help you with any kind of snags that you have or any thoughts help you brainstorm with some ideas and things you may want to do. Exactly. And, it, and it's worked out pretty well. Yeah, and especially that, what I said before, was with the academic um, honesty, uh, a lot of the, you know, that's kind of very critical in terms of trying to educate students not to plagiarize or at least be able to cite their source properly so that they don't, you know, get into that um, situation yeah. where there are some sort of concerns. So. Yeah, and the original idea behind the whole idea was to um, bring faculty in and actually at the end when the faculty were done, they had a course that they were going to be teaching online. Yeah. So, so it's always been a supply and demand thing. And mm-hmm. one thing with, with our university is that we have more students eager and willing to take online classes than we have the courses available. So, right. so, so the idea, the original idea was that we could use this to help produce courses. Exactly. And, and we did, right? Yeah. 11 new courses? 11 new courses are offered this semester to the, to the huge catalog that we already have. Yeah. And I don't know the number, otherwise I would have said it at this point. So, so, uh, so that's always been the kind of continuation as well, is to market online to faculty mm-hmm. as an option for you know, spreading knowledge. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, so that was our summer web camp. That was all last week. Uh, we spent most of last week doing that, and a couple of weeks before that, prior to that, preparing for it. Basically, spring symposium. symposium. Yeah, we did. Two weeks between. And then and we then had the break, Memorial. Then Memorial um, Day weekend. Day so, week, yeah. so, so it's been busy with that, but you know that is back. behind us yes, right now. Exactly. And I think the next thing we got to look forward to is the Colt Conference coming up in a couple, yeah, couple that's month, up month in or Boulder, so. Right? Up in Boulder. So I'm excited for that. So I want to just kind of. Pause the summer or make it go <laughs> yeah. slow motion. Yeah. 
Um, so while, while, yeah, while, while webcamp was going on, I remember at one point walking down into the webcamp room. I don't know what else you would call it, but it was a room, a big training room with a lab with computers and stuff like that. And David Thomas, who we've had here on the show before, he was working with some of the faculty uh, talking about some things. And there was a little, there's a little table set up in the back, and that's where kind of we would we would situate our, ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, between sessions when we weren't helping faculty and whatnot. And I remember sitting there, and I'm just kind of listening, and I kind of got an elbow to my side, <laughs> and that was Anna next to me. She's like, "Hey, check this out," and, you know. She's whispering to me because David's talking. And I'm like, "What? What? What?" And she's got the um, the regular updates of the the big press conference that Apple was putting on on Monday. Oh, I was following every single she feed was, that was being broadcast. I've never seen live. anyone get so excited about it. Like I was so excited. You were, you uh, I were. think I was thoroughly disappointed last time when Apple announced their major um, uh, launch. It was, I think, the the second the, the new version of the iTouch, which okay. I had, um, I guess, intention that they were going to put the camera in. So when it didn't come out, it's yeah. like, I was thoroughly disappointed, but with this, the new iPhone 4, it's very slick. I, I the say. iPhone, yeah. On Monday, Apple basically announced their intentions with the iPhone version 4, I think they're calling it. Yep, OS 4. iPhone well, OS, OS, yeah, iPhone OS. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of interesting. There were a lot of interesting takes on that mm-hmm. and um, possibilities. And I just deleted my link. Well, this was, I've got the link up. Um, I know some of these online um, websites, in particular Gizmodo, one of the um, technical writer or the, I don't know who, how he's titled, but it was leaked, yeah, it was leaked online that one of the Apple employee had actually left a, a, a prototype phone at a bar. And so someone got hold of it and started blogging about it and releasing all these um, information about it. So everyone kind of knew it was coming, but I guess it wasn't official until last week when Steve Jobs right. made the announcement and basically, you know, talked about the, the new functionalities of this new iPhone 4. And and I know many of you are probably not iPhone owners or have any really desire to own a phone, uh, but it is a very important device there are literally millions of them in the hands of people out there. Mm-hmm. Um, every day, more and more people are signing on and using just smartphones in general as ways to access their content, which we're mm-hmm. going to talk a little bit about here in a yeah. few. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's I'm just going to kind of go down some of these features because a lot of these um, you may be interested about um, and what's coming up. Um, but the big, the big feature, and this actually is on this new phone. This, the new phone is actually a completely new design. The case looks different. It's more it's squared squish, off, yeah. kind of industrial looking. Uh, definitely a take away from what we're used to with Apple, I, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Though um, you did, I do see a little bit of that design with the iPad, so that doesn't mm-hmm. surprise me. Um, they added, they upgraded the quality of the camera, but they also added a front-facing camera, which yeah. a lot of mm-hmm. people are really excited about, uh, mainly because it's going to give the ability, it's going to give people the ability to essentially do video conferencing with one another. Mm-hmm. So instead of calling someone and talking to them, you know, mainly with audio, it's going to be audio and video, and you can look at the phone, talk to them, and they can talk to you back. And this is like literally stuff that's right out of the, like, 
people have been predicting, you know, the future, you'll be able to talk to people this way. And mm -hmm. certainly we've been doing it on, on the computer for a while now using things like Skype and webcams and whatnot. But now this takes it a whole, a whole other level with the idea of using this um, in, in a fashion that's, you know, kind of portable. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and we've seen this starting to coming out with some of the other phones. Uh, Sprint's got a phone that also has a front-facing camera that just recently came out. And that, that's certainly going to be a competitor to this new iPhone. Mm -hmm. um, but that was kind of one of the big kind of physical features to the phone. They also improved the resolution to the screen. Uh, yeah. They say it's the resolution is so good that it's better than what the naked eye can see. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of interesting. They, a lot of people say it's it's like looking at paper. Well, they describe it as a retina kind of technology. Yeah, so. some retina. I, I yeah. mean, and from what I understand, I was listening to a podcast today, and apparently some physicists were saying that their description is completely wrong, and it's really not doing what they're saying it's doing. But said, we'll leave that for yeah. <laughs> we'll leave that for exactly. them. Exactly, we're no expert, right? The important thing is they upped the resolution. It's mm -hmm. supposed to be a clearer picture, and from people that see them in person, actually say it is a clearer picture. Mm -hmm. um, they also start um, as uh, they updated. To, multitasking which yes. was pretty much probably the number one requested feature and what this essentially does is allow you to run more than at one application at a time mm -hmm. now I won't go into too much detail but it's not true multitasking it's not multitasking like you would see on a computer or some of these Android phones where you can literally run several amps apps at once uh, from my understanding is it's going to allow you to run two apps at a time, but the one app has to be a voice over IP, GPS, or an audio streaming app, and that's it. Oh, really? Yeah, so you can't just run a couple apps at a time. It's yeah, yeah. very selective stuff. And then a couple other things that they're going to be selective to. Other than that, other apps, they can have it closed down in the background, and what they do is they have it set so you can actually save the program at its current state before it shuts. So it kind of has this appearance that it's multitasking and running in the background, but it truly isn't. And, mm -hmm. I, you know, I believe Apple's doing this for one reason, and that's to make sure they have the optimal performance. Uh, one of the biggest complaints with the Android phones, and that's the Google operating system, like the Droid, the HTC Hero, um, the HTC Evo. There's a bunch of these Android phones out there. Is that people complain that when you start running too many applications, the actual phone starts slowing down and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I know that Apple is probably doing their best to make sure this doesn't happen with their phones. Steve Jobs has always been about the optimal experience and things you know, running and whatnot. So so I'm sure that's why they're taking their multitasking in small, tiny baby steps. And that's right. exactly what I think is going on here. Mm -hmm. um, well, one of the cool fe uh, features that I am really excited about is the iMovie for the actual iPhone app. So you now can record um, HT Movie on your phone with the ability to edit straight away and then obviously send it off or upload it to your YouTube account or somewhere else. So everything's pretty much, you know, an, at an instantaneous kind of moment where you can record, edit, and then shoot or upload I'm, to I'm curious. Site. I'm curious about that because from my experience with the iPhone now, yeah, I can shoot a video mm -hmm. and I can upload it. But if it's more than a minute long, it doesn't let me. It says it's too long and you have to crop it down. And right now you can crop the size of the video down. So, mm -hmm. so now that they're updating it to high definition and allowing editing, where I assume you'll be able to add effects and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. 
I'll be very curious to see how much of that actually gets uploaded. Sorry, I bumped the mic there. Yeah, I guess it's, it really depends. If you're going to be recording more than a minute, obviously it's going to be a, a large file and it's going to take longer to upload. <laughs> well, they better let you do it as far as I'm concerned. If not, it's just another false advertising that I've seen. Um, Nonetheless, you know, the function there, uh, you know, hopefully with all these new features and functionalities that they need to at least improve on their network stability in order to accommodate for all these um, functionalities. <laughs> Otherwise, if not, then it really defeats the purpose of mm-hmm. launching a new device. True. And there's a lot of different new features. I think there were several mm-hmm. thousand new features yep. on this iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people are still like, uh, there, there's things they don't like about the phone, and one of the big ones is the fact that it's on AT&T, and AT&T apparently, yeah. according, it depends who you talk to, but the network mm-hmm. is very slow on an iPhone, yep. and I can attribute to that. I've experienced that more than one, more than a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not the best network to have yeah. a phone on, and uh, from people I've heard is it's really only the iPhone. Other phones on AT&T seem to work fine. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I'm just curious whether they would actually open it up to other providers. Um, you know, there's always been rumors that it's going to Verizon, that T-Mobile's yeah. going to get it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see that happening anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But you never know. You never. Well, know. I heard that the wasn't there uh, the agreement was supposed to expire like 2011. So whether that's it's all speculation. <laughs> no one really knows, and that's the that's the thing with Apple. You never really know what they're going to do. No, yeah. exactly. So, but um, I, I guess the important thing is there are alternatives to the iPhone. Right. And, and even in, in specifically here, as us teaching online here at the University of Colorado, Denver, the iPhone might not even be an alternative. You may want to look at the other phones, especially if you're going to look to actually use it to access your online classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we When we were at uh, WebCamp last week, we had... Someone asked if we could use an iPhone to access e-college. And the answer was sort of yes, but sort of no. Uh, The big thing about it was with e-college, and this is definitely a function of e-college in the way their system is set up, and we have no idea if and when they'll alter it or change it. But Mm -hmm. the big thing is you can log into an e-college class as, as an instructor, and you can go through the discussion and read it. You can read the different parts in the different sections of class, but you can't post. You can't post any content. You can't write um, replies in the discussions. And, and essentially, it, it just um, makes the iPhone uh, a reader, a way to read content from right. a class, but there's no way to actually access and post and contribute to the class, uh, which essentially makes it useless. Mm-hmm. I'm also and curious, on top of that, have you actually tried accessing it from another, um, like a tablet, like the, the iPad yeah, or any uh, other In fact, device? the iPad has the same experience. Uh, the version of the browser that they have on there, which is Safari, does not allow me to post. I can mm-hmm. read the content, but that's all I can do, mm-hmm. which is kind of unfortunate because it, it would just it would be so cool if I could, in the car while someone's driving, of course, not while I'm driving, access my course and reply to a student's question or response while I'm driving somewhere. It's just that instant feedback would be great. Mm -hmm. So we were talking about this in WebCamp, and one of the faculty members was asking the question, and I'm like, yeah, it doesn't work on the iPhone, but I haven't tried it on an Android or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And then another faculty raised her hand with her phone. She's like, I got the droid. And we're like, all right, try it, see if it works. And sure enough, she was able to open up eCollege, go to the class, mm-hmm. and make a post within the discussion and, and post right. content. 
And you know, if if you're if you're an educator, especially here at the University of Colorado Denver, or someone that uses eCollege, mm-hmm. you know, that might be a a game breaker there between if you're looking at two different phones because if you're going to want to use this to actually yeah. you know interact with your students while you're away from right. your desktop, uh, you're not going to be doing, able to do that on an iPhone. Now, you know, we also have Blackboard here, and Blackboard is really big in in, in higher education. It's one of the it is the biggest learning management system out there, and mm-hmm. I know Blackboard offers an application yep. that you can download on your iPhone. The mobile learning, and that gives you the ability to access some of the stuff. I'm mm-hmm. not sure how much. I know they still it's like a work in progress. Okay. I know they launched it probably um, definitely six months ago, because when I was at Blackboard World last year, they were heavily trying to promote that you have ability to download this um, application onto in particular your iPhone, and be able to access your course materials. So, you know, I think more and more universities have really need to, um, I guess, take this into consideration of all the various technologies that we need to support and, and make sure that it is appropriate for, for our students and faculty to be able to push content and be able to, to retrieve it. I totally without agree. having these technologies restricting us. I mean, this is on the Horizon Report. The yeah, exactly. And all right. This. It's, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's just so it's, it's happening going. right now. So it's like as we're talking that you know the report was is kind of dead on that that this is one of the critical kind of elements or technology that they know that it's within twelve months of the right. adoption kind of. So and you know we're going to see more tablets coming out, exactly. more operating systems. Very exciting, but yeah, you know certainly you want something you want to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Specifically, if you want to use this for learning, is to make sure you can have access to your content. Exactly, so. especially you know with it just seems like every new each week or within a few months, someone's pushing some sort of new technology, and so you know we hear about it, it's like wow that's amazing that's cool now how do I actually utilize that for my course so i think in our instance in your job and my role is how do we actually assist faculty to i guess embrace this technology and make it work for your course and for the students to be able to access it exactly and so we have the uh, article that we uh, have all the iphone features so if you want to check it out we're going to post that in the show notes yep and you know we need to we should do you know we should do some sort of testing feature well, we can test all these mobile devices yeah, and see what sure. works the best. Let me uh, make a note of that. I think that would be kind of that would be really cool. Because we talk about it a lot. We, we haven't actually day. tested yeah, it out, yeah. so like we could make recommendations. X Y Z. These are the phones. It works on this browser or this application and exactly. stuff like that. I think we need to do that. So we're gonna. That's gonna be future for us. Hopefully, the I'm near typing future. it out right now. <laughs> so, also. Another thing that came across last week was this article that um, our boss's boss, the big guy here, Bob, <laughs> he sent this across to us and just kind of had us kind of looking at it, reading, not sure what to say, but it was certainly a very interesting article, mm-hmm. kind of exciting in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, the, uh, Walmart, everyone knows what Walmart is, they partnered up with American Public University, which I believe is a for-profit online university similar to University of Phoenix. Okay. Um, but Walmart has partnered up with them to offer online classes to their, to their employees. Mm-hmm. And this is Walmart employees and Sam's Club employees. Uh, and this is huge. This is kind of a big deal. And actually, the more and more I was reading this article, there were some really interesting points in there. 
but but basically the big thing is they're gonna um, work with Walmart to offer courses that um, their their uh, employees can take mm -hmm. um, to earn various I guess degrees and whatnot. Um, it's also gonna uh, Walmart's gonna provide money for the st soon to be students to have. Uh, materials such as books and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, but it was interesting because apparently Walmart um, surveyed their workers and it said that they preferred online um, classes over attending classes at local colleges. Um, well, when you look at the majority of the employees, I'm thinking they they have family and they're working long hours. So for them to be able to just get to an on-site college and take in-class, it's going to be you know a lot of... Um, hours just trying to get to and from the actual location so i think obviously it makes sense to take an online class because you can basically take it in the comfort of your own home and basically at any given time right. of the day and it sounds like actually walmart actually spent some time with this um they looked at 81 apparently 81 colleges they did, for yeah. this program finally um narrowed it down to american and they're also going to help pay for tuition on top of books so they're going to make this affordable for the employees at Walmart. You know Walmart's not well, paying them that high. But. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm on the website and it's saying that the uh, it costs about $212.50 per credit hour. And then for graduate classes, $255. Now, just reading a little bit more is that they will be reimbursed if it's um, basically like an on-job training. So if it's directly associated with their role within Walmart then I think the company will pay that yeah. free of charge. But, I mean, it's fantastic that they even have that ability or that option to take these college credit hours oh, it's great. while it's, working for an organization it's, such it's, as Walmart. Yeah, it's great. You know, we've seen this in other industries where they'll pay for your master's degree mm -hmm. or pay for your continuing education and things like that. And it's really good to see Walmart because Walmart has such, such a big um, – population of employees mm -hmm. that that they're going to take advantage of this to improve not only you know the the knowledge of their uh employee base mm -hmm. but also just you know the base employees in our country and throughout the world that are working at walmart mm -hmm. uh the one another interesting uh quote that i am pulling from this article is that um they said that if 10 percent of walmart's workers ended up getting degrees through this program. So just 10%. That would um, essentially be like adding three Ohio State universities worth of graduates. Wow. And Ohio State is one of the largest universities in the country. I think they have over 100,000 students or somewhere along those lines. Oh, really? Wow. I didn't so, realize that big. Yeah. So, like 60, 70,000. Yeah, so we're talking, you know, a third of a million students coming out of this Walmart program possibly with degrees. Mm -hmm. And that's that's huge. Oh, for sure. So... I mean, this could only set an example for other um, organizations that are wishing to, I guess, um, keep their employees and kind of revamp the, the way of how a, a business should run. I agree. And it also raises the state and the awareness of online education. Exactly. Because now we're going to have more and more students taking on to this format. Mm -hmm. You know, you always talk about the open university and the free university and these are these large online universities. Mm -hmm. uh, and, they're, you know, you take them as you will. But here now you have students that are able to take it, you know, in kind of a more of a formatted way. And they can actually earn a degree from there. So mm -hmm. pretty exciting. Yes. So that really 
basically sums up our show, right? Yeah, that was content. that was that was last week for us. Yeah. While summer <laughs> camp was going on, we had this <laughs> other stuff going there. on. Um, but yeah, that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a pretty exciting week, and hopefully, we'll be able to take that content and move forward another week. I like this idea that we have of essentially putting together maybe a, a mobile phone. Yeah, I'm excited. I've got it down, of, so maybe within the next. A couple of weeks we yeah. can um, we just got to get hold of some show. of these phones exactly um, and test it and then we can come to you and say here's the best mobile phone for e-learning mm-hmm. I like that idea a lot or at least a mobile device because we can either try to test it on the iPad as well yeah yeah for or sure. at least do another show on kind of like tablet um, PCs I, I think I think we can group them together more and I more think. become available um, I think we can do that. I'm excited. Now I'm really excited. So. Yeah, that's a good suggestion. So I think we need to sign off there yep. so we can go start working on exactly. that Exactly. So definitely send us a feedback. Uh, go to our Tech Heads website. That's yeah. dot com. Go and there and click let the us contact know. Form. Yeah, like what upcoming topics uh, you would like us to talk about. Anything like that. In fact, if you're interested in learning more about teaching online or some mm-hmm. of the tools we have here at the university, Contact us. We can certainly talk to you about that or any of that stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead and follow us on Twitter. That's twitter.com slash cuonline. Mm-hmm. That's actually our department here. And you can find us on Facebook, and that's facebook.com slash ucdenver. Do we have a CU Online Facebook account? Um, I don't remember. I don't know. I'll have to look into it. I, yeah. I think we do, but I'm not 100% I think it's tied to the Twitter account. Go to facebook.com and search CU Online. I'm yeah. sure you'll find it. Um, and we're also posting video to UC Denver Video, and that's youtube.com slash users slash UC Denver Video. Mm-hmm. We recently, just last week, also posted our latest uh, symposium video, so oh, it's nice. up there for all of you to have a laugh at. <laughs> Great. Um, on top of that, the symposium videos that we're talking about, those are almost done, and we'll oh, hopefully okay, have yep. those up in a week or mm-hmm. two. And so all the great content that came out of symposium will be up there, exactly. and that will be on our other site, cuonline.edu, which we're going to have all those links to in the show note. Mm-hmm. So until next time. Enjoy your week, everyone. And we'll see you soon. All right. See ya.